Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the matinee? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the punk Introducing for your listening pleasure.
Here it is. Here we go. Episode 80 of the High Fives podcast. It's the halfway there episode. We only play songs right off the top when we have a guest. So if you've been paying attention, you've probably guessed by now we have a guest and it's Christine Aturio from the band Save Ends and Little Low. And that was the song Mr. C's Amazing Trip. <laughs> You did it. Chris, I did yeah. it. <laughs> I said the things. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot of memorization involved for the people that weren't privy to the first five minutes of this recording. <laughs> but here we are. Christine, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And Michael, Michael's here too. Michael, how are you? I'm doing fine. We didn't leave him out. We didn't leave him out. I'm pretty stoked to have Christine on. I'm a big fan of her band and she's a super nice person. So thanks. Well, I'll verify whether you're nice or not by the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, How's that's that sound? Fair. Okay, I, I can't just go with whatever Mike says. <laughs> Why would I lie to you? I, Have Mike, I ever steered you wrong? Many times. Okay. Christine, how is your year going? How has 2022 been for a musician? Uh, 2022 has been, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but it's starting to feel sometimes like we're getting to do what we love to do. Um my so I moved to California in September of last year and uh, started up Little Low full band out here. I was doing it solo back in Massachusetts, but um, we're doing a full band out here now and starting to play shows. We recorded in April. We're starting to get the ball rolling with like releasing and being a real band. And it's crazy. It's like zero to 100 right now. But um, yeah, it's good. I feel like starting to feel accomplished again, which is awesome. Why does someone move across the country in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> the short story is basically I started dating somebody long distance before the pandemic happened. And then, um, you know, we're doing the long distance thing. It was super fun. And then I came to California in February of 2020, literally as COVID was following us down the coast from Seattle into California. And so when I got back, got sent home from work and that was it. So uh, we did the couldn't really do long distance anymore. So my partner moved to Massachusetts for a year and then I moved out here. We're out here for his job um, for the time being. So it's <laughs> it was a lot and really stressful. But um, yeah. And, you know, part of part of like my whole life is like having a music scene and having a music community. So thank God we're starting to be able to build something up again out here because I was kind of lost without it. Is it weird? Like, I'm assuming you guys were, you're well-versed in the music scene in your own town yeah. and area. And then to go, like, I don't know how it is, in, like, but the East Coast in Canada is very different than the West here. Mm -hmm. So, like, the West is very isolated to itself. So I'm assuming the same out there. Like, does it, is it weird to have to start over again making connections or... Did yeah. You, did you have some from touring and stuff like that? <laughs> and I definitely have some like friends and know some people from like just kind of all over the place that have been doing music. And I feel like there's some people out here actually like, for example, um, Chris, who is playing bass in Little Low, I knew from their old band Jabber, which is a California band, but they played in Boston in like 2018. And I knew Chris from like previous because they were in bands in Jersey, too. So um that ended up, I ended up having like, you no, know, there's enough connections to start to feel like I'm not just like a island <laughs> floating yeah. off with no one. So, yeah. And 
Yeah, it's starting to do shows and like get to know people and stuff, which is good. I think it helps that like nobody did anything for the last couple of years. So everybody's relearning. So I can kind of sneak in and be like, oh, yeah, hi. <laughs> That's kind of a positive look on things. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it a way different scene like just the vibe of the scene going from massachusetts to to california yeah i mean the boston scene is really small um just because boston's way smaller and then boston's a big like college town so a lot of the music scene is built up of really young kids and then um some of us old mainstays being around but i feel like california is just it's more diverse it's more like evened out like you got the like all age ranges, um, starting to see like lots of like people that share band members and stuff like that. So like in a way it's similar, but it's just way bigger. It's, it's, there's a lot more people to meet out here. <laughs> was, was little though kind of the pandemic project Did that start before, or did it get more serious? Like when you had more time when no one was able to play shows or <laughs> yeah. book shows or do any of the regular things we used to do? Well, so another thing is I put out the I put out a little low acoustic EP in February of 2020. I was just really cursed in that month, just making life decisions and having them not (laughs) work out. So I put that out. Then the pandemic happened and I was pretty bummed because I really wanted to try to do some like solo touring just because I wanted to stay active while Save Ends was like slowing down a little bit. Um, And then when like the pandemic happened, I just started writing more and more songs and then started messing around with like the drums and stuff in garage band and then adding more layers. And then they just started becoming full band songs instead of acoustic songs. And um, I was pumped to like get a band behind it when we got out here. So yeah, kind of morphed naturally, which is cool. I mean, I imagine it's a lot different going from like a full band to playing just acoustic you know you yourself on I guess well I guess you weren't on stage but I mean I'm sure that that's a much different way of writing and a much different Mm -hmm. you know uh, sense of vulnerability behind that too yeah and you know previously with save ends it was shared vocal duties so therefore shared lyric writing um and now a little low I'm really taking all of that like doing all the lyric writing alone and it's it's fun but it's scary and I have to like you know self-edit a lot and like I can't just like pass it off to someone else and be like here's my general idea instead I have to just I gotta keep working on it all the time but it's kind of good it's like it's freeing and cool and just it's just different but it's a good thing so save ends being on the other side of the country Mm -hmm. little low being on the side of the country you're currently in how, how does that all work? <laughs> um, well, Save Ends is we're just we just hadn't really been like working on anything seriously for a while. So um, but during the pandemic, we got asked to do a seven inch series for a friend's 20th anniversary of their their record label. So we got together and like wrote a song for that and did a cover. Um, the split is with No Trigger, which it came out so cool. I'm like excited about it. And then. Save Ends is playing at Fest this year in October. So I think we're just like doing what we can and while not being like as active as we used to be. Yeah. So it's kind of okay that I moved, sort of. I'm definitely (laughs) going to have to go home in like August or September to get a couple Fest practices in. But I think we can handle it. Like, are you all still pretty connected? Oh, yeah. We we text about Star Trek Next Generation pretty consistently. (laughs) So... (laughs) That will never die. 
<laughs> the new next generation? Hell is there a no. Oh, this is like <laughs> 90s next yeah, generation. Captain Picard. What could you possibly have to talk about <laughs> with that show at There's this point? There's so <laughs> many good memes. They just, it's just uh, the I memes. Love it. Yep. The and memes anything. bring everything back. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Christine, we've told you how it goes. We're looking for f- top five albums of the year so far. Why don't you start us out with telling us about one of those five top albums of two- 2022? Cool. Okay. So my first pick is um, Big Nothing Dog Hours. Um I don't know exactly when it came out of this year, but it's a little bit newer. Um, and it kind of strays from their last album was, I want to say, like, in a more poppy, punkier vein. And then this one is more like alt country. But it just feels like this beautiful summer album that I want to listen to while I drive around and, like, look at pretty, like, sunsets or something. <laughs> Well, you're in California now, so I'm sure there's lots of pretty sunsets. There's so much sun. It's wild. <laughs> Do they get gross after a while? What? The sunsets, the oh, pretty God, sunsets. No. <laughs> Dude, I'm gross. craving sunsets so bad. It's just <laughs> been rain and clouds. <laughs> and what what was the song that you picked from uh, from the Big Nothing record? So I picked the song called Still Sort of Healing. Um, it's one that Liz sings. Uh, I think that anytime they really feature her voice is great. Um, I I love everything the band does, but I really like this song. I like the sentiment behind it. It's kind of about um, moving on and trying to heal, but like not being quite there yet, but doing your best. So very much a song for 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing out of the pandemic. Yep. I'm going to go next because that's how we do it. I go before you, Mike. That's fine. <laughs> Always. Uh, my pick is uh, Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Uh, it's their self-titled record. Um, this album is, in a nutshell, just bizarre, <laughs> but like in such a good way. Have you heard it? Not yet. Okay. Do you do you follow this band? Do you know this band? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is my first exposure to this band. I'd never heard of them before, um, but this is their third release, I think. Um, my first exposure to them, though. I Honestly, I, I don't think I've ever heard anything quite like this. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it's, like, completely groundbreaking or earth-shattering, but it's different. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a lot of what I'm looking for, like these days something different something that breaks away from the mold um i think what i like about it most is that there's just really like nothing predictable with this record like from the title track that has like this total queen beach boys vibe to it to like you know the aggressive uh kind of sound in a random exercise of impermanence um to the almost nine minute song black mold Um, that kind of feels incredibly personal and littered with like these phone message recordings from what I would imagine is a friend. Um, You just kind of get lost in that song. Like there are very few songs that are nine minutes in length that I would ever like not click past, (laughs) let alone like 
click again. Um, so yeah, just, just a really eclectic, diverse album. Um, it's conceptually about the meaning of death. So, uh, the, the singer songwriter, um, Corey Gregory, um, kind of developed this severe fear of dying, um, which stemmed from a near death experience that their band had, which landed him in a psychiatric hospital for about a month, like while they, while he was writing this record. So there's, there's a lot of layers yeah, wow. <laughs> to this record. It's got notes of indie rock, alternative emo and punk and all kind of packaged in this like theatrical package it's just it's a very different record every time i listen to it there's just like kind of more that you you end up pulling back from the layers so there's my pick in no particular order for the albums of 2022 so far michael all right well mine's gonna sound super out of place now but uh, <laughs> like is it the chipmunks yeah <laughs> you guys don't listen to chipmunks <laughs> my favorite's alvin yeah, I'm a Simon kind of guy. Uh, the band I picked was Sweat, and the album's got to give it up. Nice. Uh, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I felt like there was something a little bit special about this album and that it didn't feel like a standard hardcore album. Like sometimes hardcore, and not to say anything bad about it, but sometimes the albums get bland really quickly. Like on a song by song basis, they're awesome, but like if you're listening to the full album, it's like, okay, that's the same sort of sound. It just kind of hits one note and keeps going through. Yeah, like, is that what a, you mean? Yeah, not in a bad way. Like, sometimes that's great. But for some reason, this one didn't feel that way. Like, it feels like there's a lot of influences and they kind of run the gamut. Like, there's some 70s metal in there. Like, there's some Thin Lizzy breakdowns and, like, <laughs> I like the vocals and, and the artwork on the album is really cool. Um, so, yeah, the album doesn't sound like one giant hardcore song. And uh, it just feels like an album every time I listen to it gets stronger and more appealing. And I think there's out on Pirate Press, which is a, put out some put out a Territories album from here. So I like to support good labels like that. And the song is Machismo. I picked a Big Nothing song from their new album, Dog Hours. And the song is called Still Sorta Healing. Prince Daddy and the Hyena, self-titled record, a random exercise in impermanence, The Collector. And? Uh, sweat. The album's got to give it up, and the song is Machismo.
Christine, what is your number two pick? Um, my number two pick is by a band called The Legs from Philadelphia. Um, it's not an album, but it's an EP called Here's to Feeling Good All the Time. Can't go wrong with a Seinfeld reference. Ah, uh, that's um, where it's from. Yeah. I knew, I knew I'd heard that somewhere. But they put out another EP in 2020, um, and I was I just had it on like repeat constantly, so I was super excited they put new music out. Um, the singer, Kirk, used to be in a band called Majo Lee from Philly, who Savens used to play with all the time. They're just they're just awesome. So I'm pumped that he's doing music again. And actually, I think that this is a bi-coastal band. I think that it's Kirk and then like a a songwriting partner that lives like somewhere out on the West Coast. So it's possible. It can be done. <laughs> Do they have that Philly sound? Yeah, for sure. Um, it kind of sounds like piebald to me. Like the singing sounds like piebald. Cool. But uh, maybe a little, like a little bit poppier, I guess. But it's, yeah, it's good stuff. I feel like Philly would have an, like, I mean, it must have an awesome scene because there's so many awesome oh, bands yeah. that come out of there. But at the same time, it must be hard to get shows. <laughs> <For> like, real. <laughs> Playing there is hard. Like, is just it? like touring through there and like, because I don't know, the times we like say events played there, would be like, oh, well, we have this show at a random bar, but like Kayatan is playing down the street and the men's singers uh, are playing at this other uh, thing. And you're just like, yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so if you get five people out to a show, yeah. that's a win. Yeah. Like, well, at least you guys got good vegan food here. We'll do that and be on our way. <laughs> and do they all like really support like their their hometown bands? Oh, for sure. I think that it seems like they have a really good and close knit scene there. Cool. I've never heard of the the legs. Is that what it was? Yep. The legs with two L's. Two L's, not two and two G's. No, one G. Oh wow. <laughs> That sounds overly confusing <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Unnecessarily confusing. Yeah, Google got confused by it, too. I bet. You know what you should use is Bing. There you go. Bing. <laughs> I've heard of this Bing. <laughs> My second pick is from a band called Anxious. Anyone heard of Anxious? Yeah, I love them. Do you? Yeah. They kept coming out on my, my Discover or something like that. Really oh, the like Spotify it. wanted yeah. you to listen to it? Yeah, it did. Always with the Spotify. <laughs> it said to do it, and I did, and I liked it. <laughs> I'm I'm new to it in the sense that like I'm constantly having to stream music now because Apple decided to tell me how I have to listen to music mm -hmm. by taking away the iPod, by not oh, making right. anyone be yeah. able to fix the iPod. Right. Okay, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> Dude, dude, I'm going through a crisis right now. It's it's awful. I hate it. And I the other day, like I I really feel like the guy sitting in front of the TV with <laughs> two thousand channels. It's like there's nothing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is nothing here for me. Yep. And there is every music album ever written that's that's at my at my fingertips. And it's too much. Choice paralysis. Yeah, it's term. too much. <laughs> it is. I figured out my solution is like treating it like going to a record store. So like on Fridays, Friday mornings, I like browse through, but I only look at the cover art just like I was at a record store oh, and cute. then just do it that way. But see what it even serves up at the record store. No, you don't, you, don't follow their rules. <laughs> you make your own rules. Just like how you're do you make the rules. 
You just like go through things. You're still following their rules. No, I'm not following. I don't listen to. The, I, well, I don't. They use... lead you to believe that you're not, <laughs> but you are. Okay, this is getting too conspiracy ridden. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little. I had a little project for myself a couple of years ago where I had to pick an album, and that was the only thing I was allowed to l- listen to for that week. But then I would listen to it. I would go read the lyrics. I would read about it. I would try to find podcasts about it. Like basically kind of how it used to be when you'd buy a CD and just stare at the liner notes and learn everything you could. I was like trying to slow down my consumption. Did it work? Yeah, it it was like it was cool. I feel like I spent a lot of I really spent a lot of time going through the Smashing Pumpkins catalog for some reason. I got really into Devo for a little bit there. Um, yeah, I was trying to be like the same thing. Like, you know, it was like, there's too much stuff on here. I don't know how to pick. I'm just listening to the same things over and over again. So I like would select a band and then select an album. And then I just would focus on that album for the time for like a week. That's awesome. I've been trying to figure out a way to recreate that feeling. Like you don't ever get that feeling anymore. Like, like when you'd go to a record store and just pick up an album like you don't i don't i it's hard to recreate well and to feel like you discovered something and then to feel like you want to learn more about it and you want to learn more who the band is and everything probably because it's all just there in our faces at all times but this is my closest this is my my new thing is like treating fridays like i was going record shopping Mm. but just using apple music and like but not reading about that until i've picked up the album and then like sampling it and then deciding if i like it or not my second pick for the second time is Anxious. Uh, Little Greenhouse is the new album, which going back to the cover art, it <laughs> reminds me of of Mr. Rogers. Like instantly I thought Mr. Rogers. Anybody else? You think Mr. Rogers? I didn't think yeah? Mr. Rogers. No? Sorry. All right. All right. Well, it did, it's it, did look, it did look like a children's book or something like that. So yeah. I'll give you that. All right. Children's book. Mr. Rogers, a children's show, Mike, not quite the same thing, but we're aligning. Uh, It's the debut album by this band. Uh, Came out in January, I believe. Uh, Big step up in production for this uh, this record Um, from their EP in 2019. uh, Never better. Really different sounding albums, actually, all together. It's got like a it's got a. It's it's got a pretty slick production to it, um, but there's still a bit of an edge to it. Um, there's definitely an early 2000s influence, um, but that's kind of like most things these days. Um, flavors of kind of mid-career Get Up Kids, uh, Jimmy World, Jealous Sound um, with some pop punk and alternative vibes kind of sprinkled in there. Um, this band's got two singers. Um which both kind of lead to the two distinct feelings that run through the album. Um, it kind of starts out with a, a quieter feel that builds to a more aggressive tone, um, which definitely pulls from that previous EP and then kind of back to that reflective intro- introspective tone. Um, I chose the first song on the album, which is a really good showcase between the two styles, between the two vocalists and um, kind of sounds um it's like a, a preview uh, of the album's journey to come, as it were. So the band is anxious. The song is Your One-Way Street. Um, 
My turn? It's dead air, Mike. It's dead air. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, Michael, your turn. You could give me Michael. a little. Thank you. <laughs> Do you see how rigid he is, Christine? <laughs> okay. Michael. The band I picked was Dissident. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Do you guys know? How... Sounds right. Dissident? Yeah. Dissident. Well, you well, I know have it's to not... spell it. Well, it's spelt like Dissident, but it's got an E on the end. So, oh, oh dissident! <laughs> I don't know. The album's "The War on Two Fronts." Uh, Are they French? Because I feel like the no. French put an e at the end of a lot of words. Well, I thought that, but our Canadian spell check didn't pick it up. So, ah, okay, all right. Uh, they're on Bad Time, and I kind of just assumed they were going to be Bad Times like version of the Suicide Machines or Link Eighty because they're a ska core band. Um, but they're way more metal or hardcore than than uh, ska core, and then. There's like a lot of elements of thrash and skate punk and with like a little bit of ska reggae tossed in. Uh, pretty political album. They have a couple songs in Russian, which is interesting. Um, and then they do this really, really like haunting song. It's like seven minutes long at the end about the mass shooting at the Tree of Life synagogue. And it just features the, the speech or sermon. I'm not sure if it's called a sermon in Judaism. Do you know, Nate? Hmm. I'm stuck in the Catholic, bad Catholic world of not knowing that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, it's from the rabbi and he's just, it was after the shooting and he experienced it. And it's just him calling out politicians and, and the media about gun laws. And it clearly hasn't changed much, but it's a super powerful song, but it's seven minutes. So I decided to go with the album opener, which is titled 45. And it sort of sets the tone of the album and where it's headed lyrically and musically. So you should check them out if you guys like that kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. I can see Nate doesn't want to check it out. I do want to check it out. I'm going to check you it check out, it Mike. Out. You're going to be stuck it's, checking it out because it's going to be in the podcast. Dissident. <laughs> is it ska? Is that what you said? It is a ska Well, it's album? like advertised as a ska core album, but it's, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's a little bit, it's way heavier. I think, I think as soon as there's an upstroke, people are like, oh, it's ska core or something, right? So... <laughs> One upstroke and you get reclassified. Yeah. So that's all it takes. And plus it's on bad time, and which is kind of like It's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. You got any upstrokes in any of your new music coming out, Christine? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> that was that was definitive. <laughs> it was aggressive. No, I Violent don't, don't hate ska, but I don't I don't know how I'd do with an upstroke. <laughs> You don't hate it, no. but you don't like it. I like it sometimes. Like it sometimes. Mm -hmm. What's a current ska band you're listening to on your Spotify playlist? None. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless Spotify opens it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't have to, it has to go one step further. It can't just serve it to right, you. Yeah. It needs to open it for you as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Okay. I picked uh, Left for Dead by the Legs off of their new EP, Here's to Feeling Good All the Time. Here is to Feeling Good All the mm -hmm. Time. Anxious from the album Little Green House, Your One Way Street. And Michael? Dissident with 45 off the War of Two Fronts. I wasn't left behind, I was left for dead. The back door's open, you can come on. Maybe, 
Except the hornets have our sandals of nuclear weaponry Mastering a sleeping dog Come on back. We want you back. Into what? Into this conversation or the yeah. iPod world? Into the conversation. I have nothing um, to say on the matter anymore. Right. It's all been talked about. I can still buy the records. Stay positive. But like the records are taking up too much space. They're heavy to move. And they are. They're extreme. They're heavy to move just to vacuum, let alone <laughs> like put in a car and take yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Uh, do you are you a record shopper, Christine? Do you do you buy the records? I tend to buy them like when I'm at shows. I'll buy them from bands. Um, a souvenir. Yeah. Yeah. But I usually when I go to record stores, I like feel like a like tourist because I'm like I know I'm probably not going to buy anything today. Right. But I do like to look at the artwork, see what's out there. I'm the guy they see coming. They're like, oh, he's yeah. here. <laughs> he's got his little tote bag. You're the guy when I went there, I'd be like, I'm going to put this album on because this guy yeah. would buy it. <laughs> yeah. I'm that guy. I'm going to make my quota. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel this year has been so far, Christine? You know, we're only halfway through. I felt like 2021 had a lot of music. like, un- And I feel like it was a little bit surprising that there was a lot of music that came out of that year. Yeah. This year, it feels like there's still a lot of music, but I feel less. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, when I, you know, went to go pick pick stuff out, I was like, wow, I haven't really been safe. Usually I like keep a running list of like newer music I have come across that I just like want to revisit. And my list was shorter this year. I was like, did less stuff come out? And then I feel like there's a lot of releases that I was like, oh, I want to talk about this one. And I was like, nah, 2021. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's odd too? You see this on the physicals of these albums. So like I have bought a couple of records from 2022, but I would say at least four that I've encountered this year, say 2021. So oh. even though they were, were released in 2022, they were printed and then held yeah. for at least, I mean, they were intended to go out in 2021 or why else print it that way, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like everybody's schedules got completely screwed up because of like the vinyl plants just being very, very behind. And right. then I think a lot of people just had to like kind of panic and then like re-decide when they were going to release stuff just to not have it get lost in the shuffle. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It, I, I don't know. We've talked to, just been talking to some labels here and there and they're just like, yeah, this stuff is so behind. I just don't even know what to do. We're like, okay, that's fine. Understood. <laughs> is that weird? Like planning a potential release? Like you're thinking like, yeah. am I going to put this out and then not have a physical copy for six or seven months after we've been kind of yep. promoting it. Yep. Yeah. So we're, we're going a different route because <laughs> we pretty much knew like if we wanted to get this out, if we want to get little low music out this year, we can't do vinyl and stuff, but that's okay. You know, it's a new frontier. I think there's like, you, you either like have to, it has to come out when the release comes out or you have to wait like five years and then call it a right. repress oh or my something, God, absolutely. Right? <laughs> like you can't do like six months or a year later, right? Yeah. Like it has <laughs> to come either right away or, or years later. Yeah. But then, I mean, that's gotta, that's gotta affect, you know, your bottom line as a band too, right? Right. Yeah. When you don't have those physical copies to sell or yeah. like, you know, it, it's less merch at the table too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, we're, we're figuring out how to like exist in this. Yeah. In the new kind of world of of everything. And while still trying to be like, we want to be active, we want to get moving. So we're we're figuring it out. <laughs> what? Uh, how many songs do you guys have written at this moment? Um, we probably have like 10 written. We recorded five. OK. In April. So that will be coming out soon. Nice. Yeah. And is there, are there tour plans? Nothing yet. We're, cause we, at this point we've played two shows. Um, we'll probably try to start doing stuff like in the late fall, but I think we're kind of eyeing 2023 as like really get moving. Um, since things are, you know, just so touch and go right now. Like our bass player had COVID two weeks ago. So that means 10 days, no practice. Then our guitarist just got COVID as of this morning. So that's 10 more days, no practice. Ugh. So it's just like everything is, it's too up in the air to like try to like, you know, really attach ourselves to anything. So taking it slow and seeing, seeing how things go kind of for now, but hopefully next year we can really start to like focus. Why don't you tell us that third pick that you have? Yeah. You do have a third pick, right? I sure do. You brought a third pick tonight? I got three, four, and five. Excellent. Excellent. 
But my third pick is the song that is 100% going to be my most listened to song for this year because it's already, I just listen to it constantly. It's um, the first song on Audio Karate's new album, Otra. It's called Lovely Residence, and it features Emily Whitehurst, who was the singer of Tsunami Bomb. Um, But the song is just like, it just has this like really warm and beautiful feeling um Emily's vocals just fit in there so well and the whole the whole album is good as I I'm curious what song you ended up picking from it but I love this whole album I listened to it a ton but I just keep going back to this song and listening to it over and over again this album is so good it's so good like it's ridiculous <laughs> how good it is yeah. and I'm not gonna lie I remember hearing about this band when I was younger and I thought it was like some sort of math rock band because of the name. (laughs) Why I did that, I don't know. And therefore, I just never listened to it. And then this new release came out on Iodine, which is a Boston label who for like a lot of me and my friends, it's like a label from our formative years. So like really excited they're putting music out again. So anything they put out, I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to this right now. And Audio Karate, I was like, oh, wow, I've really missed out on this band. <laughs> like, it, what a yeah. dummy. <laughs> it's it's funny. We've talked about that on the podcast a few times because oh, yeah? we, we had a similar, the math rock thing, but we just kind of like shuffled them in as like, oh, that's that pop punk band that right. side one. Like, there's another, they were lost in the, in the crowd of pop punk mm-hmm. bands that came out at that time. Yeah. But going back, like their albums are actually really good and the new one's really good. Is that a train? It is a train. <laughs> you live near a train. Oh, yeah. Wait, that was my train. It is. Yeah. <laughs> are you on the train currently? Like, no. are you, when you say it's my train, are you conducting I the just, train? I like I'm I'm always surprised I can hear a train from my apartment because <laughs> I live near the beach, but I also live right next to Oakland. So I forget sometimes that the city's right there. And yeah, then that train happens. And only I swear to God, it doesn't happen during the day. It's just nighttime and like 7 a.m. It's really loud. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I was just like, I was like, did Nate insert a sound effect just to make fun yeah. of me? <laughs> that's the next one that's coming. <laughs> I don't have those kinds of skills, Mike. They come in post. They don't come live. Right. We don't do it live. We don't do it live. Yes, it's a train, Mike, and I have nothing to do with it. All right. All right. Um, yeah, this Audio Karate album is is unreal. Uh, I I thought when we were getting ready for this episode, I'm like, can a top five of the year, can it be a rarities album? <laughs> like, can, can I choose a rarities album? And cause like typically rarities are, are kind of garbage, right? Like they just, the, the production's always not great. They, it's not like they re-record these songs. Typically it's like, you know, we, we recorded these for this album or we did scratch tracks for this album. And there's a reason that typically they're kept off of the album. Mm-hmm. Right. But like this album is like jam. Like, I'm so glad that they put this album out. I didn't realize that it was not like a album. I didn't realize it was like a, what did you yes, call it? A, a rarities a, album. A rarities album. So cool. this album spans their entire career. It's only eight songs, yeah. but it, it spans their whole career. And it's just songs taken from different points, which leads to my next point that like, 
despite the fact that it's like this very disjointed collection of songs, it sounds like an album that's been put together, like that there was thought and planning that went into how this album would be presented. It was re-recorded though, right? I feel like it was. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like it was produced by Bill Stevenson and Trevor Keith. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, like the songwriting, the bones of those songs, right? Like are all from different eras. So like this band is kind of an anomaly in a lot of ways because they, uh, started in 95, they went to 2005, then they took a 13 year break, (laughs) you know, needed a breather and then they, (laughs) they started back up in 2018 and you know, still going now. But from what I can tell, it's all original members too. I think so. Yeah, which like not that common, especially for a band that takes a 13 year break in there, right? I've talked a lot about this album in previous episodes. Uh, I'm going to talk about it again because this is my third uh, pick as well. Um, I just, I I think it's great for, especially for being uh, an eight song record. It's something that I keep listening to over and over again it's it's been something i've listened to since it came out uh just contagious melodies super hooky high energy and it's got like this huge nostalgia to it despite the fact that i've never heard any of these songs before Mm -hmm. um the last two songs definitely feel of a time that time being the early 2000s when when -hmm. they were written um but again like all of a sudden this is like kind of that early 2000s sound re-emerging again um but these last two songs uh totally give me like those ataris vibes those saves the day vibes um but very much like audio karate zone um so i chose one of the last two songs and uh the song i chose was do you miss meaning everything to me Michael. Thank you. <laughs> did you choose Audio Karate 2? I did. Are we just going to play? The, we should just play the whole album. We'll just stop the podcast. <laughs> we'll play the whole album and, and we'll say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> okay. No one cares. So sad. Such a sad okay. Well, All right. Tell us what you chose, Mike. Well, now I feel like it's going to be a letdown. Well, you're left out. That's okay. for sure. <laughs> uh... The band I picked was Pew Pew Pew. Uh, the album is Open Bar. So um, if you've listened to this podcast over the past few years, you know how much I like this band. And I figured I should get some CanCon on the episode. So um, the first time I actually listened to the album, I was a little bit disappointed. And the more I listened to it, the more I love the album. They've changed their sound just a little bit where they've gotten like... Um, there's a band called New Swears. I feel like they have like a, a New Swears element to them now where it's a little bit more like alt rock and roll. Alt rock and roll, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh but they still haven't lost what made them so great because they're still they they have funny lyrics and and they're pretty jaded. And I kind of like that kind of stuff. So uh super cynical. And yeah, the song I picked was Stick to Your Guns Pookie. Did you find out, you asked me a question last week. No, we're not bringing that up. We're not bringing that up. That was a, that was a, that was, that was a between you and me text. Oh, okay. conspiracy theory. I thought it was, I thought it was. No, free, I'm not starting rumors. No, I'm not starting right. rumors that I don't have any sort of All right, substantiated well, you evidence. You, you said it was true. You I did said, say it was true. I have ironclad proof that this is true. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's a bold statement, Mike. But like, I mean, that's you want to take it back? That's fine. 
It's fine. We, we can it's talk fine. about it off the air, off the record, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting pulled into your journalistic lies. It's a web. Yeah. It's a web, Mike. I keep hearing about all this fake news stuff and you seem like you might be one of those perpetrators. <laughs> yeah. That's me. They yeah. call me Nate Fake News Lewitt. Yeah, that's that's the that's the word on the street. It's the word to, word of the people. Yeah. Yeah, I think this album kind of did that for me too. The the first time through was was uh yeah, this this is good. But the more I listen to it, the more I I come back to it too. It's good. It's really good. Like, and it's uh, it feels very summery and stuff like that. It's like it's just a good all around album. Do you know what CanCon is, Christine? Have you heard that term before? No. Oh, see, <laughs> I don't think the so. People, because you don't have US Con. <laughs> no, Everything, no, everything's US every, Con. <laughs> yeah, everything in the world is US Con. Yeah. CanCon is what we call. You have to have like radio stations here in Canada, you have to play a certain amount of Canadian content. Oh. Every hour. That, yeah, like our, our radio stations are regulated by law. Wow, that's so interesting. Right? It's to I promote, did not know that. It's to promote, like, art in Canada. So it's, it, it, it's, it's made fun of a lot because, like, I think in the 80s, it was very limited to what they could play. Yeah. Nowadays, it's a little bit, there's a little bit more, but... But, uh, a lot of Anne Murray in the 80s. Mm-hmm. A, lot a lot of Rush. Of Reba McIntyre. A lot of Loverboy. <laughs> Reba, is it Mac? No, not McIntyre. Reba, Reba McIn- Rita, Rita McNeil. Yeah, Rita McNeil. That's Reba McIntyre is from the States. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. See, see, the States is just constantly overpowering the CanCon, <laughs> even right here, right now. But now we can play Justin Bieber and Drake. <laughs> right. We have, we have all the big hits. Oh, true. Yeah. And, and local heroes Nickelback. <laughs> Uh, wait, Nickelback's Canadian? They're from oh, yeah. yeah, they're from a small town in Alberta. Huh. Like where we're from, kind of. Funny. We're in the city, but they're they're from a small town. Hmm. It's that constant US propaganda, you know. <laughs> telling you can, people you can have like, them. Nickelback's from here. No, we claim them, Mike. <laughs> no, they we can, claim them. They can have them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want them? No. You sure? No. You can. <laughs> Don't say we didn't offer. Anyway, so you have to play so much of it uh, uh, and it's just a running joke about CanCon. Uh. It's not a joke, Mike. It's very serious. It's federal <laughs> law. There's nothing funny about it. Nate, I'm an anarchist. Christine, Hello. why don't you take us through <laughs> what you chose? One more, just for the record. So we've got it on the record, Christine. Why don't you tell us what you chose for your number three pick? All right, I picked... Um, Lovely Residence by Audio Karate featuring Emily Whitehurst from the album Otra. I also selected the album Otra by the band Audio Karate. And I chose the song, Do You Miss Meaning Everything to Me? Michael? I did not choose Audio Karate, (laughs) but it's a good album. Boo to me. I choose Pew Pew Pew. The album is Open Bar, and the song is Stick to Your Guns, Pookie.
have you been going to more shows too, Christine? Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you find yourself, is it, uh, is it weird? Was the first one weird? Is it just normal now? It's starting to feel normal. I feel like when we started going to them in the fall, I would usually halfway through be like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> like I would just start yeah. to feel nervous and, you know, it was still at a point where it felt like everybody should have masks on, but people weren't really wearing them. Now it's gotten a little bit more lax here and I'm getting more comfortable with just being out in general. So I've been going to more shows. I went and saw a Wilhelm scream the other night oh, nice. at a pretty like not, not humongous venue. So it was awesome. They're just, they're always so good, but I feel like seeing them again made me feel whole for like, hmm. as far as seeing shows and stuff. I was like, yes, especially like I'm in California and this band that I love from Massachusetts is here. And that was great. So it's a good show. It was Brendan Kelly too. You know, it's funny as ever. And Make War from New York, who was awesome. So I got to check them out more because their, their set was great. Make War is really good. Yeah. Do you like that new Wilhelm scream? Oh, yeah. Like, do you hear a difference in that record versus their other stuff? Definitely. I mean, there's I feel like there's a lot of like kind of like the way Nuno like sings in this like softer way on some of the songs, which is cool to hear. Like, it's so different for him. But then they still have like the songs that are just like blazing through solos and backup vocals and like who knows what else just coming at you all the time. So I feel like it just has like way more dynamics. than Yeah. I felt it was like way more melodic. Yeah. Less techy, but, mm-hmm. but the tech stuff's still there, like you said. Yeah. I should have went to that show here, but. That's the story of your life, Mike. Should have done that. <laughs> is my story of my life. If, ifs and buts were candies and nuts, Mike. <laughs> but they're not. Ifs and buts are not candies and nuts. No. no matter how much you wish them to be, they're not. I just have grand ideas of going out and then I get lazy. Mm. Yeah. Christine, why don't you regale us with your number four pick? All right. My next pick is um, by Football Etc., their new album, Vision. I had no idea they were putting out new music until it came out. So I was so excited. I love this band. Um, I've just always loved their brand of emo, just kind of like droney singing, sparkly guitars. And this new album is like just just what I was looking for from them. So I picked the song Vision and uh, and yeah, it's it's really good overall. Great, great new music from them. I'm unfamiliar with football, etc. Oh, you're missing out, Nate. They're very yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, my mind immediately goes to American football. Right. <laughs> is, is that what I assume they sound like? Nothing like that? Well, I mean, they're emo. They got sparkly guitars and stuff. I assume they they might might have thought of that when they picked their name, but I guess I'm not really sure. <laughs> Now that you're a, a streamer, you could just check it out later. You could go back and hit the back back catalog. You could do not it all. Not a streamer. Not a streamer, Mike. Don't don't call me a streamer. I'm not a streamer. Okay. All right. All right. Well, my number fourth pick is uh, by a band called Proper. Do you know this band, Christine? Not at all. Mike, you know this band. Yeah. We've talked about Proper before. So they used to have a name... They used to go under the name Great White, and now they have, now they go under the name Proper. And uh, the album is The Great American Novel, um, which is a pretty bold title, if you yeah. ask me. <laughs> Came out in March. Um, again, like 
similar to uh, Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Um, this is another really complete, fully realized, very intentional, thought out album, um, which really makes it hard to pick one song because this is one of those albums that really feels like it needs to be listened to as a whole. You know, like just picking one song doesn't really do it justice. Um, this album is definitely pulling from the decades of emo before it, but I think gives like new voice to the genre. Um it's another album with like lots of movements and like I say, thoughtfully put together. I think this is their best album uh, to date. Um, and there's this new kind of confidence that comes with this record. Um, like the other records had this like uncertainty that, that kind of you could hear through it. And this definitely has a confidence behind it um, to the extent, like I think they've really, they've really found their voice on this, this record. Um, vocalist uh, Eric Garlington uh, says it's a concept album about how black genius is ignored, contested, or just gets snuffed out before it can flourish. Um, it's an album that's meant to be read like a book. And I think it very much does. Um, and it follows a queer black Holden Caulfield type coming up in the 2010s. Um, I think there's like this really welcomed experimentation on this album too. Um, quiet reflection, chaotic aggression, and kind of everything in between. Lots of lots of hills and valleys throughout this record. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely recommend checking out Proper. Uh, the song I chose, Red, White, and Blue. Michael? Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to invite you now to <laughs> share your choice with us. <laughs> uh, when we have a guest on, it's like you need this extra encouragement uh, as we go through. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thrown out of my in my element here. Uh, well, now I'm really lost. Fuck. That's okay. Well, my next pick is a band I've spoke about a few times this year. The band is Trophy Jump, and they're a Croatian band. So uh, it was kind of cool for me as someone who grew up being forced to listen to Croatian music as a kid to hear a band that's not traditional folk music or just some ripoff of like 80s pop rock that in a different language so um they're a pretty cool band this album is i think their third album and it's called feels there's some elements of like that like indie punk rock sound that's like it's not it's not emo or pop punk it's kind of a little bit more indie rock but it's still got those the like punk ethos to it um give give it a name mike name it i don't have a genre for it yet come on i'll, I'll never i'll never come up with something as good as cuddlecore you're the king of <laughs> the genres king of it king of making stuff up that's uh that's great it's not king great. Of making stuff up that's great come on just just freestyle for a minute really really dig into it find a genre call it a genre euro tracksuit core <laughs> that's great it's great let's yeah. coin it You're let's okay. get let's it put a tm sense. on it yeah that's that's my style <laughs> i just i just needed something to like to solidify my style in life anyway uh yeah the, it's a really cool album uh super solid um i think they're starting to tour a little bit and get a little bit of notice in europe i, I don't know uh i just saw that they went to england last weekend so they're not just did you go yeah i just hopped yeah. on the plane nice 
I didn't leave my couch to go to a show like a half hour away, but I just went to England, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, the song is Hugs on Drugs. It's a really good song and there's a cool video for it too. And yeah, if you haven't checked them out, you should check them out. Sick. I like that name, Hugs on Drugs. <laughs> it's it's almost, it almost lives up to its genre's name. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, not quite. I always find it funny with like Euro bands too, because like I wonder if like some of the stuff doesn't translate as well, because it wouldn't be your first first language too. So there's things like that if they if they mean it to be funny or if not. But they don't sing anything in Croatian, so I can't tell. I picked Football Etc.'s new EP Vision, um, and the title track Vision. Proper with the album The Great American Novel song red white and blue and trophy jump with hugs on drugs off feels
my bag again years Closing bars burning up all my money You're where we come from, it's always sunny Thank you to everyone who's listened to the podcast or who contributes with a list or in that's in the WhatsApp group chat. Um, you can find us on Instagram or other sites like that um, or on the website that Nathan says no one looks at except for when we upload the episodes. And anyway, it does mean a lot that, that people listen and send us nice messages and all that sort of thing. Uh, huge thank you to Christine for coming on and indulging us. Uh, maybe one day one of your bands can make it up here. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, seriously, thank you for for showing up and giving us a thank list you for and me. and dealing with Nate specifically. <laughs> Nate. What? Hey. Mostly dealing with his mustache, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you go to websites anymore? Like, unless you're buying something <laughs> from the website, do you go to a website to like look at a at any anything? The only websites I go to right now are restaurants trying to find their menu. That is okay. the main websites I'm visiting are just trying to look at food menus and finding what vegan food I can eat out here because there's so much. 
So you like to go preloaded. You like to yeah, know what's oh, on yeah. the. You don't like it to be a surprise. Mm-mm. I like doing my research beforehand. I don't want to. I don't want to mess up. You know, I got to know everything they have on there for options. You're the person that, as soon as you sit down and the waiter comes to the table, you're like, "We're ready to order." Kind of. I do pretend. Yeah. I pretend. Like, oh, thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah, I'll have some water. I'll just see if anything's changed in my heart since this afternoon, but it hasn't. <laughs> Are they handing out menus still at restaurants or have they, uh, did they do the QR code thing in, yeah. in the States too? Yeah, it's a lot of QR codes. I'd say there's a mix, but I like that because everybody's doing the QR code now, their websites are almost always up to date with their menu. Oh, do you like the QR code? It's fine. I really didn't think it was going to catch on like when it started 10 years ago, but right. I guess QR code should be happy that COVID happened. Like, who owns that? Right, Who, yeah. Who's got the QR code? They're like, finally, we knew we right. made this for some reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like Skype, and then Zoom was like, right, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> you had your chance, Skype. Yeah. <laughs> We're the new kid on the block. We're taking this through to the end. <laughs> Christine, you've given us four albums. Do you have a fifth? Yes. Excellent. It's another EP. I could. It was hard to find full albums, but this is another EP. Uh, this is uh, No Triggers' new EP, Acid Lord, um, which is a precursor to a full album that will come out later this year. Um, I picked it because, first of all, these are like a lot of my good friends, um, and I got to see some of this record get made, and I just can't wait for the whole thing to come out because, like, the Acid Lord EP introduces a couple of the characters and a couple of the weird things <laughs> that are to be expected from the album coming out. Um, but I think it's a great precursor to what's to come. And um, when the album comes out, I got to work with Tom on one of the songs. So there's like a No Trigger, a Little Low song that will be on there that I can't wait for people to hear because it's it's goofy. There's a lot of skits on this album. I had to like just send recordings of me saying, you idiot, like over and over again. (laughs) I love this album. Yeah, a lot of skits, a lot of characters. There's a a very deep voice you'll hear in the song. That's the Acid Lord talking. Did you know all this, Mike? Did you know there was all this story and folklore to this album? (laughs) I didn't. Uh, I like uh, I'd heard the band before. I think you maybe you had even suggested I listened to them a long time ago mm-hmm. and I kind of like half listened and liked it, but it never really caught on. And then this album is like so good yeah. and in our WhatsApp chat, like everybody was raving about it. Oh, heck yeah. That's awesome. They're all debating like all the Aussie guys loved it. Hey, oh, yeah. Australians love no trigger. They're like, cause <laughs> there's a, a bunch of them in that chat and they, they were all about this right away. Nice. So. What are the skits about? Like, <laughs> it's not like full skits. It's just like a lot of like sound clips. Okay, but like that all fit the song that are recorded to fit the song. So, so is is it a story being written, or is it like a story through songs, or like you guys have a a D and D connection too, right? So is it like of that ilk? <laughs> no, it just it is pretty much the. I haven't heard the whole album like as it has, you know, in its final form. But basically the EP introduces the Acid Lord, which is the thing that is guiding No Trigger through life now. 
And um, and when you say acid, Lord, do you mean <laughs> like acid, like tabs of acid, like the drug acid? Like, mm-hmm. is acid even available? I anymore? was wondering. I was wondering that. Like, do people still drop acid? I can't acid? answer that question. <laughs> you can't answer it. Okay, so I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's about like kind of trying to open your mind and stuff like that, but also. Uh, this anti-fantasy is about kind of trying to talk about Antifa and the fact that people seem to not understand that that means anti-fascist and how important that is. Um, and that it's just like in, in our towns and like hometowns and stuff like that, just seeing it run rampant is, is bad. It sucks to see it. And that's what the song kind of is about, but has a, a fun flair to it. (laughs) Thanks to the, the acid. The fun Lord. side of yeah. Antifa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when you said acid lord, I did not think this was the, the path we were headed yeah. <laughs> down. Wow. And so when you say it's a precursor, like this is like the intro to the greater story that's the album, or some of these songs actually appear on the album. Yeah, the um the album is all different songs. So these are they basically recorded like, you know, a big chunk. And so they put this EP out first and then they have further songs for the album that will come out. I feel like we've, we've all shared some new things here tonight, which is really the purpose of this episode. So Christina, I hope you're going to go and you're going to check out these records and I'm going to go and check out these records. Christine, do you like to have fun? Yeah. Well, then I have an album (laughs) for you. This album is by a band called fast Eddie. Have you heard of fast Eddie before? I don't think so. All right. Well, let me tell you about Fast Eddie. Um, Fast Eddie put out a record this year called Take a Look. Uh, It came out in January. I believe this is just the second record they've released. It was, funnily enough, a side project turned into a full-time project. Nice. uh, For these guys. Uh, Front to back, it's just, like, honestly, just a really fun record. Um, Draws influence from classic rock, garage rock, Similar, like, kind of styles to, like, Sheer Mag and, like, New Swears. Um, but, like, even more on, like, kind of that 70s vibe. Like, there's a good chunk of bands that have put out, that, that kind of play this genre that have put out albums this year. But this is, this is one of my, or this is my favorite of that kind of grouping. Um, not a serious record by any means. Uh, just something fun to put on. I kind of, this is the kind of jams I really like for summer. So, like... You might like this for summer being such a ska hater. Um, (laughs) You know, like ska is another great summer record, but somebody who who really like openly dislikes ska. I don't hate ska. I will not take that stance. It's what we heard. I just don't play upstrokes. It's what you said. Personally. We could just play it back. (laughs) We'll just get the producer to play it back. So this is, yeah, like I say, their follow-up to their self-titled release uh, that came out in 2017. And uh, the song I chose is Kill City. Michael? All right. My last pick is a band called Tree River and the album's Time Being. They kind of have a save ends kind of feel to them. Ooh. I don't know. Have you listened to them before or no? No, I th- I think no. I just heard about them the other day. I gotta check them out. The album's really good. It's uh, I think in that genre, like, cause there's so many bands now that are doing that kind of stuff. It's hard to stand out. I don't know if you guys felt like that way ever, just like with so much coming out, like it's hard to yeah. like get your get in that niche. 
The song I picked was Crossroading, and it features guest vocals from Max Bemis of Say Anything. I and... did hear that today. That song was so good. Yeah, Sorry, it's really I good. You. I, no, that's okay. <laughs> I don't really like. I don't really like Say Anything that much. Me either. I did like this song a lot, and same. And I do like his Moon Knight comics, so I'll give him that. But <laughs> anyway, it's a good guest vocal on it, so I picked that one. And uh, yeah, check it out. Hopefully somebody likes it. It's a great pick, Mike. I mean, I haven't heard it, but I'm... You're going to love it. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. Actually, in like a, in a year, you're going to be like, hey, have you ever heard this band? I'll be like, I told you about that band. <laughs> oh, sure. it's like, is that the, that, that the, that's the, the relationship, relationship we have here? Going there? Yep. 10 years from now. It's not one. <laughs> it's 10. Generally. Yeah. Before we go, I'd like to know where the name Little O comes from. Uh, it comes from uh, being diagnosed with dysthymia, which is not major depression. It's just average depression, just like regular, just like kind of low mood. And the best way I could ever describe it was always, I just feel a little low. Like that was what I said oh, for I like how that. I felt. So went with, took the A away, did a little low. I also love alliteration, so... Do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything that's that's up and coming that we haven't talked about? I feel like we've talked about a few of the things. Yeah, I think I covered everything, but uh, basically a quick rundown is Savens will be at Fest this year. Can't wait. Little Low is on the move, and uh, we should have an announcement very soon about releasing our EP. And uh, Got that song on the No Trigger album coming out, uh, TBD, on the date, but later this year. So, you know, starting to, like, get the, the, the what's the word, the train rolling, the something Ball rolling. moving along. I'm chugging along again, and it feels good. How great would it be if that train <laughs> just, know. like, picked up again, right? <laughs> if, you, if we could have timed that just a little bit, but maybe <laughs> yeah. I can pull it from the original... <laughs> And I can put it in there. We'll see what we'll see. I told you at the beginning, this was all just a magic mm -hmm. show. So see if I can live up to that. Uh, well, thanks for doing this, Christine. Yeah. It, was, it was nice having you along. Always nice to find new music as we go through the year. Thank you so much. I'm excited to, I'm going to have to ask you all to, I mean, I guess I can wait till the episode comes out, but now I want to go check out everything we talked about. Yeah, we're not going to share it with you. You have to actually listen to the album or the, the yeah. episode. I picked the Acid Lord EP by No Trigger, and the song is Anti-Fantasy. Fast Eddie, take a look. The song Kill City and Tree River Crossroading Off, Time Being. Thank you for listening. Stay cool and be excellent to each other. Make sure you check out Save Ends and check them out at Fest and check out Little Low when, when it comes out. Crumbling on the outside Stepping over trash and I can't shake it from my view The anti-fantasy come true What the fuck is what I screamed as I shot out of bed The cops busted into my house to murder me for Yeah.
my fantasy come true Another life for me and you Would you all fall asleep in history? What's the deal? Where's the mystery? No bootlickers, no swastikas All we need is more, no triggers At least it's safe in the city Too punk, too queer, too hippie Take a look around, there's motherfucking Nazis All over my hometown Anti-fantasy come true Another life for me and you Dear acid lord, please get me through I'm fucking scared, what if it sticks? No one here is ready for it Alright kids, of course we're anti-fascists Cause we're the smart, handsome, good guys With a brain and a heart But listen, we don't want a civil war We want peace and love and record stores Stepping over trash and I can't shake it from my view The anti-fantasy come true
looking at me nate it's making me feel uncomfortable well i can't look at anybody else you're the only one here well there's i mean christine's here but it's just a c on the screen that's all it is i can't it is. see anyone i didn't think anyone turned their thing on we've all been on the whole time <laughs> how'd you, how do you think i, I knew about see, nate's mustache <laughs> i just thought you knew it but no i just see a c and n and an m there's so when no... I, when I said to you earlier and I was like, you know, like you could take your camera off if you like. Yeah. I thought, well, maybe you're in and, and you were like, oh, OK, cool. And then you didn't. I thought well, you were I was waiting for you all to do it. <laughs> we're on. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Well, I'm That's having so... technical difficulties now. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. you. I don't see anybody. Oh, well, then all my jokes about Nate's mustache have gone. <laughs> I can imagine the mustache. It's, I feel it's, like we've got to fix this for the last bit. Like we've got to, we've got to, we've got to see each other for maybe the last if, bit. If I turn on, should I try right now? Try if I turn it, yeah. mine on, yeah, maybe now we see you. I, I see still you don't now. See you. Oh, and your internet just went really bad too. Where are the faces? 